Hey, this is Carolyn Hennessy, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are here with me as we welcome Ms. Joanne Worley. Of course, most of you listening tonight know Joanne as one of the stars of the groundbreaking TV series Laughing, as well as her appearances on such popular game shows as Match Game, Hollywood Squares, and just about every version pyramid. of the, of the ah, Pyramid. That's the right, that's right. What you may not know is that Joanne Worley is also one of the most accomplished musical stars and stage actresses the industry has ever known, having starred in such... Well, thank you! Well, well, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. And see, one of the things we like to do on the show, Joanne, uh-huh. is we like to uh, uh, tell our listeners... You know, I mean, everyone knows we can spend we can easily spend an hour or two hours or a day talking about laughing, but that's only one part of your life. And we we like to sh- uh, talk about things that uh, people may not know about you, such as your passions. One of which is your charity, one of your your pet your pet charity, if I may if I may. Uh, say literally so. and figuratively. <laughs> Uh, which is Actors and Others for Animals, one of the longest-standing animal welfare organizations in Los Angeles. Joanne Worley, welcome to TV Confidential. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, there, it really is interesting to hear somebody say uh, your credits, you know, what you've done. You go, oh, yeah, that's right, I did do that. Wait, that's right, I did do that. <laughs> you know what, uh, what I did that maybe a lot of your audience would not know unless they're in their tweens is that I did a Disney Channel show called Jesse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And I played a character called Nana Banana. So wow. now 11 and 12-year-old kids, when they see me, they go, oh, Nana Banana! Nana Banana, is the, uh, the character, is a retired circus clown. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting, from Laugh-In, which was years ago, to right now, uh, the people, kind of the, the age difference of the people who know who I am. Yes, that's that's one of the benefits of having a long, successful career. Is that as new as younger viewers discover you, you know, uh, through is it Anna Banana? I almost said Hannah Banana. 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 Uh-huh. Yes, I almost you know, okay as as through Nana Banana, but they they, they learn they, I mean, through Nana Banana they, they they discover things about you such as laughing or some other some of the uh-huh. many stage productions you've done. Yeah, and I, th- and I think you do know my other passion, as you said, my pet project is actors and others for animals. Uh, Joanne, tell us how you first became involved with actors and others for animals. Well, first of all, do you want me to explain that uh, cumbersome name, Actors and Others for Animals? As you wish. Okay, because sometimes people go, Actors and Other Animals, <laughs> <laughs> which is really true. Richard Basehart, you know, the actor and yes. his wife, were going to the studio one day, and the car in front of them threw a dog out the window. Oh. They, of course, stopped and picked it up, and mm-hmm. it was injured, uh, took it you know, to the studio where all the actors were chipping in money to take care of this dog at the vet, and the other, quote-unquote, people on the set, like the director, the wardrobe, you know, the lighting guys, they all said, well, we want to help, too. So they were donating. So that's how they got the name, Actors and Others for Animals. I became involved because, uh, you know, when we're in show business, we're called quite often to ra- help raise money for many worthy causes. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed that this was one that I was doing more and more. And uh, I did a nationwide tour of uh, shelters for a great deal of money that went to actors and others. And when you give a lot of money, they put you on the board. <laughs> and when you're on the board, they bump you up to vice president. 
And then when Earl Holloman, who was our president for many years, mm -hmm. decided to uh, step down, I, that's how I became president. I know that uh, one, one of the things that uh, you and, and, and the other actors with actors and others you know, talk about is the importance of... Uh, Spay and neuter. Spay and neuter mm -hmm. and, and, and just create, creating awareness altogether. What are some of the other things that you do to help animals? Well, our main thing is spay and neuter. Mm -hmm. And if people are responsible pet owners and have their pets spayed and neutered, then we wouldn't have the population of the animals that do not have loving homes to live in. So we feel that's the number one thing. And there are many organizations we, uh, who find homes for pets and things like that. That is not our main thrust. We also help with humane legislation. We also help with medical bills and food uh, for people who can't afford the food for their, their animals. And uh, the, so that's, that's our main, main thing. We also go to uh, nursing homes uh, with pets. They're called therapy dogs. And uh, we go to schools for humane education of, of kids with demonstrations and things like that. That's great. But the main thing is uh, spay neuter, and and again, you can learn you can learn a lot more not not only about actors and others for animals, what they do, and in the history of the organization, but by going to actorsandothers.com. One, we're, we're talking about the fun thing about one of the fun things about doing the show is learning things about the guests I didn't know about before. One of the things I learned about you, you worked Joanne with Second City. Yes, I did. I, I studied in Chicago when I was doing a review there, and then they, they had a show in New York, and uh, Barbara Harris was the the girl in the show, mm -hmm. and it took two of us to replace her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, skill for anybody who is an actor to have. For anybody, they don't have to be an actor even. It's just fun. Even even a talk show host. I mean, there there are times you gotta you, you have to learn how to think on your feet and improvise. Yes, and and mainly listen. Oh, that, well, that's that's true. That, that brings up another point because a lot of people, Joanne, think that improvising is just talking. Yeah. It's more than talking, isn't it? Yes. Uh, first of all, there are some rules. You have to accept whatever the other person says as uh, fact. You can't. They say, "Oh, I just got off of uh, uh, out of my Jaguar car." They can't say, "You don't have a Jaguar car." You have to accept that and keep it moving forward. You take what the other, the person has said and move it forward. So there's the, so there's a certain level of trust in the moment, but but also kind of ground rules that you work out before you uh, before you yes. take the stage. Yeah, and everybody uh, has to adhere to those rules. And I saw a wonderful improv group uh, the other day, and they did things like uh, as, everything as though it was in the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh, we saw that show we last week, Joanne. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Did you see it? Yes, yes. we did. At the Falcon oh, well, then Theater. You know. And uh, you, you know, of course, they take suggestions from the audience, but they also uh, kind of have an idea of where they want to go with things. Like the man who played the uh, marionette, you know he has honed that skill. Mm-hmm over the years, and if possible, they're going to use that someplace in a sketch. And again, we're, we're, we're talking about, you, you mentioned how it's, it's good for any type of performer to understand, to have an understanding of improvisation. Of course, you've spent many, many years both on Broadway and on stage, and even though, even though a stage production, you're following a script, there are moments where 
you know, sometimes you've got to know if, if an actor misses a line, you've got to know how to carry them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how to, how to get back on. I was doing a, a female version of The Odd Couple, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the actress I was working with in the first act, because there are several, like, argument scenes, mm-hmm. in the first act, she jumped to the end of the play. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that took some tap dancing to get back <laughs> on track. Yeah, well, again, I mean, you gotta you gotta know how to navigate. Now, I don't know whether this is the same production, but I know that uh, uh, in one production a couple of years ago, you played a female version of the Felix character, correct? I've, I've played both parts. Okay. Ooh, All right. Okay. Do, do, do you, when when the opportunity comes to do the odd couple, do you do you have a choice over which part to play? Uh, as a matter of fact, it was Neil Simon who told me that I should play the other part, Florence. So you played you played the anyway. Character. I did the first at the first. I'm trying to think of the name of the actress. I did it with the first part time. I played the slob, and Neil Simon heard about it, and he said, "Joanne, you should be playing the other part because that's the one where there's more comedy stuff used. You get to make the sound of being uh, the, you know, the, the nasal, the nasal sound, yeah, and and fuss with all the. I love props. I love working with props. Mm-hmm. But the slob person can't pick anything up, you know? <laughs> he just have to be a slob. Right, yes, yeah. Uh, and I find it much more satisfying playing the neat Nick. And plus, I would think it would be, not only is it satisfying, Joanne, I would think it would allow, because, you know, it, it, it gives you a chance to play against type, so to speak, because most people think of you as loud and brash, not necessarily as reserved. As reserved. Now, now, have you ever seen the female odd couple? Okay, I have. Okay, then, then you know, uh, most people think it's just the male version switched with women. No. It is not that, because if a, a woman is a real slob, like a man is a slob, I mean, she'd be in a padded cell. <laughs> you know, there are, there are different uh, things. And I think that it's much, as long as you're getting the laughs, people don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I'm curious, which was the more challenging role for you? Oh, to be the slob. Okay. And which did you enjoy the most? Being the neatnik. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the one that has more uh, r- comedy range in it. Which one are you more like in real life? Uh, the neatnik. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think most of us are. Mm, oh, yeah, I would think so. You... Uh, because it, uh, I'm a Virgo. I don't know if you know anything about astrology, but by and large, they are uh, neat people by need i mean uh clean yes they like to keep things tidy i have a sister who happens to be named joanne she's also a virgo she's she has a lot of those traits you're kidding when's your birthday her birthday was august 31st Uh uh-huh well uh and i'm sure you're glad when she comes around because she'll straighten things up for you right well Mm -hmm. i'm sure no i like i when when i when i visit her up in the bay area the place is immaculate so i I have to make sure that when i leave there's no evidence of me (laughs) (laughs) i understand (laughs) i know we're talking to joanne worley joanne is the president of actors and others for animals one of the longest standing animal welfare organizations in Los Angeles. You can learn more about Actors and Others for Animals by going to actorsandothers.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Joanne Worley, of course, star of Rona Martin's Laughing. Rona Martin's Laughing, the complete series, is now available at retail for the very first time from our friends 
at Time Life, all 140 episodes of the series digitally remastered. 89 of these episodes have never been available in stores before. Rona Martin's Laughing, the complete series, available at Amazon.com and wherever DVDs are sold. Let's see. We're, we talked about some of the uh, you know, some of the other roles you've done on stage. Who were some of your influences as a comic actress, Joanne? Jerry Lewis. I love when I was growing up. I loved uh, you know how he would surprise. He would whatever he did. It was a surprise, mm-hmm. and it was a great thrill. When I first came to Hollywood, they were auditioning for something called the Jerry Lewis Comedy Workshop at mm-hmm. Paramount. Mm-hmm. That was when he was the king of Paramount. Mm-hmm. And uh, they chose out of literally thousands of people who applied, a dozen of us, and uh, Jerry would come in and we would laugh and play. And then uh, actually it was taught by a man who taught joke writing at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we had a, a, you know, a great time. And he said to me, one day, well, uh, I got a job at the Fontainebleau in, in uh, Florida. And he, I said, should I leave? Because we were supposed to be, we were being groomed to be his family in the film. Mm-hmm. And he said, is there an audience? Are the people there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he said, well, then you go. And while I was gone, it, uh, the workshop folded. Oh. Uh, but later on, when he had his television show on NBC, I, it was a big thrill to be a guest star on that. I, I can only imagine to, to have an opportunity to work with someone that you've admired, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be a real thrill. It, it is. It truly is. It's a, almost like an out-of-body experience. Well, this is not the best seg, but let me ask you this. Now, we mentioned in our open, one of your stage credits was uh, Hello, Dolly!, I didn't know this until I saw the wonderful documentary on Carol Channing last year, Joanne. Uh-huh. You were Carol's understudy for five years. No. Actually, I was her standby. Do you know the difference between a standby and an understudy? It's uh, about you... $500 a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I was her standby, and it was just uh, for maybe six months. And while I was standing by, I, that was when I was doing Second City in New York. Okay. So I was getting two paychecks. Wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> Carol told me she'd never be out. And all I had to do was call. Well, I, of course, had to learn the role. Mm-hmm. And all I would do would be call at half hour and say everything's fine. And then I would go on stage and do my Second City. Second City is the kind of show that if, God forbid, I did have to go on for Carol, uh, they could have still done their improvs. Did you ever go on for Miss Channing? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Wow. I was vocal. It was out of town before it came into New York in Washington, and I was vocalizing outside her dressing room, and she came out. She said, Joanne, don't worry. You're never going to have to go on. <laughs> if you have to go on, you'll have at least two days' notice. Okay. So, and she never did miss a show. Well, I would imagine still. I mean, to, to 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 have an opportunity to work with her, even as a standby. I mean, you know, I mean, she's Carol. Oh, Gower Champion, and uh, you know, David Merrick, and uh, Eileen Brennan, and Charles Nelson Riley. You know, we're all in the, the show, and to watch them and to watch them rework things just before it came into Broadway was uh, <laughs> quite a learning experience. Now, I okay. Now, you never got you never played Dolly when you were Carol standby, but I understand later on you got to play Dolly, right? Yes, several times. As a matter of fact, I have a wardrobe house and I have all my Dolly costumes. Ooh. Oh, that, that's a Virgo for you. <laughs> <laughs> Since you brought up wardrobe, how many boas do you have? Millions. <laughs> <laughs> 
literally millions. But, you know, boas are actually very fragile. That's why sometimes you see the little feathers come out of them. Um, Guys, that's really true. Uh, so, okay. so you have to, <laughs> I will uh, take your word for that. I was going to say, yeah. are, I was gonna say, are they constricting? But that would be a bad pun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How did that become your well trademark? I mean, whenever I think of you, I always see you with a boa. Well, you know, remember on Laughing how they would write things on the girls' bodies, and we would be dancing to music, uh-huh. yeah. jiggling, whatever. I also did that. Mainly, they they would use a uh, little Goldie and Judy Carn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruthie and I both did it. I hated doing it. I hated doing it. So I started using a boa while I was doing the dancing Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to hold my stomach in all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it became a part of you from there? Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, I would just uh, use boas because they're, they're fun. We'll talk some more with Joanne Worley after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.